Hello, everyone out there in Gulf Coast Poker World. Uh, it's Gene D with Gulf Coast Poker with my co-host and co-owner, uh, Wild Bill Phillips. We have our next podcast uh, going here. And the first thing we're going to do before we introduce our next guest is uh, let Bill plug our next coming events. Bill, take it away. Sure. Well, uh, what we got coming up? You know, after the World Series, everybody's going to be in Vegas. But when everybody comes back, we're going to have an event at Pearl River Resorts again. It's going to be September 8th through September 19th. Then we're going to have Poker Gras, and that's going to start on September 22nd at Harris, New Orleans, and go through October 2nd. And it's good that we're mentioning Poker Gras right now because later we're going to hear from Joe Sala, who won – Gulf Coast Poker Player of the Year, and we do the Gulf Coast Poker Awards at Poker Gras. Um, just to give you some insight about the rest of our fall, we're looking at having another tournament at a destination to be named later, and then probably in November, and then probably one in December in uh, Bossier City. So those are a couple of teases for stuff that may be on the horizon for us. But um, first things first, uh, we got. Uh, a guest we're excited to talk with today. Yeah, um, like Bill said, um, this guest is the is the 2020 Gulf Coast Poker Player of the Year, right, Bill? Is it 2020? I think so. It, yeah. it kind of got maybe in 2019. Yeah. And Joe, I don't know if you know or not, but it kind of got messed up with COVID. Yeah. But uh, it's in there. Yeah. So it's, it's 2019. 2019. Okay. All right. So. Obviously, his, his name is Joe Sala, and um, Joe, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we're gonna give hey, how y'all doing? All righty, we're gonna give you the first question that we give uh, all our guests on the podcast is is how did you get involved in playing poker in, the, in this crazy game that we've all become obsessed with? Just give us a quick rundown about how you were exposed and and where you where you got to. Uh, first of all, I learned about poker in Jacksonville, Florida, actually in 2011. That's when I was introduced to the game. I have never knew nothing about poker before. And it was like we wasn't playing cards, you know, but, you know, good games that we play overseas. And the guy said, like, you know, let's play poker. I'm like, what's poker? So he told us how to play the game, like what's the rules and the stuff. And and we played uh, that night and it just like fell in love with the game from just from the first sight. Then the next day I went to Jacksonville uh, Best Bet. Uh, I played their one, two, no limit game. Uh, limit, I'm sorry. And I didn't, I was like, this is not my game right here. So I moved, <laughs> I played one time a limit hold'em game. It was like a dollar, two dollar game. Then I, I, I didn't like it, you know, the limit game. It's like you so capped, you can't do much. So I went, played, stopped playing that one, three, no limit. Yeah, I lost my ass off. You know, it was like so much into the game. I was just like, you know, barely know the rules, you know. And sometimes I have to look at my car and see if I won or I didn't, you know. And didn't even know that the ace high can win, you know. <laughs> then I moved to Mississippi and 
I didn't play like since in Mississippi. I moved here in 2012, right? And I didn't play poker for probably three or four years. You know, then I started going to Philadelphia because it's like close to me. It's like about 40 minutes away. And start playing cash games and stuff. And actually, they used to love seeing me coming in because I was the sucker. You know, I was the one who would lose everything, you know. Because I was aggressive, even if I didn't know the game, but I knew that something about the aggression, it can make you win something, you know. And I stopped playing there. for I played there for a long time, like cash games. Uh, didn't know nothing about tournaments, you know. I didn't even know nothing about tournaments. Uh, and I played there and stopped, like, learning and stuff and just learning my own. I've never – still, I still, like, have never read a poker book, you know. And I learned, like, you know, I believe it just make my own style or something. So I, I usually, like, you know, try to do something that nobody would think about, you know. And – Sometimes yeah, it works, sometimes it doesn't. And, yeah. Uh, then I start like, you know, I start getting better at the cash game, but it, it wasn't the thing that I was looking for too. Still, you know, because at the cash game, for my style is so damn dangerous. You know, it's very dangerous because you can lose a lot of money if if stuff doesn't go your way. You know what I'm saying? You got people that called no matter what. If they have one pair, it doesn't matter which one. The fourth, you know, top pair the lowest pair and it's still they call you, you know. So then they start running like tournaments in Philadelphia. Like was like small tournaments, it's like uh twenty five K guaranteed, something like that. You know, it's two hundred dollar buy in, I think it used to be. So I felt like, you know, playing there. I played like a couple of terms, two, three terms, never cashed, never did anything. Uh then in two thousand seventeen I think I played a tournament. And I finished ninth, I think, something. So it was my first time on the final table. And I was so happy, like, I got to the final table. You know, it was like, it, it, it could be done. And I found out, like, you know, tournament fit my style more than cash games. You know, I, I still, till today, I don't play cash games. And I played, like, you know, I loved it. And started, like, you know, putting more in the tournament. Then, but because of my job, I couldn't, like, you know, be playing a lot and stuff. I didn't even know where to look up a schedule or whatever. The only thing I was playing is just here in Philadelphia. And then I played in 2018, probably one or two tournaments. And one of them, like, it was the Annie Up, I think. That used to be the Annie Up or something, 2018 in Philly. Yeah, at one point and it was the Annie Up tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I played uh, the uh, the main, and I remember uh, Crystal Margaret was with me, and that was the first time she went with me, to, like you know, for a poker tournament. And mm-hmm. I think I, I bagged like one point two millions or something. You know, it, it, it was so crazy. I bagged like more than a final table chips. You know, it was like. I got, like, lucky at the end of the night before we bagged. It's, like, four-way all-in or something like this. And I had kings, I remember. And it was, like, four-way all-in. And all of us have a lot of chips, you know. Wow. And I won. And, yeah, I bagged, like, one point something million, like, 
you, I mean, you remember those tournaments, you go to the final table, you still have like 100,000, you know? Right. And I had like, it had a lot. And I finished in that tournament, they had so many bad beats, you know? It was like, it was crazy. And it wasn't like the crazy stuff that I do, you know? I didn't lose my chips bluffing. I lost my chips actually being on tilt after I lost like five or six pots that I flop and sit and I lose. You know, something like this, and and I got on tilt. I'm sure no experience, you know, and I lo- like you know I finished 12, I think, or something like this. And from that day, I was uh, I was just like you know in love with the tournaments, you know. Now it's uh, you know I have that competitive thing, like I want I want to win, you know, and yeah. I just yeah, got into, like you know I was like you know I want to focus more on the poker, you know on the tournaments. Yeah, I start like reading about schedules, trying to find out uh where where can you play tournaments beside Philadelphia, you know? I was that like limited to the knowledge of, of tournaments. You know. So let me ask you, Joe, uh it, we've yeah. talked before actually in Philadelphia at Pearl River Resorts and mm-hmm. you've kind of given me a little bit about your background, but tell everybody um, you know, what you do, how you got to where you are in your job as well. I think that's a good story and, and a little bit of your, your life background a little bit, um, you know, even before you got into poker, just if you could give yeah. us uh, kind of your origin story, so to speak. I got you. I was born, uh, born raised in Jordan overseas, the Holy Land, what they call mm-hmm. it. A lot of people don't know what, what Jordan is. Uh, and... I mean, I was, like, in love with cars when I was a little kid. You know, I always wanted to be a mechanic, like, even when I was a kid. Every every kid be, like, I want to be a pilot, doctor, whatever. I wanted to be a mechanic. The reason I want yeah. to be a mechanic so I'll be free to drive a lot of cars as a kid. You know, I want to drive a lot of cars. And mm-hmm. actually, I went overseas, and I, uh, I went to school for a mechanic. I was, like, 16 years old. When I went to school for mechanic, uh, and like when you were at school, they they would send you out like the second year to stop practicing. So you you were, like you know go to work for a week and go to the college for a week, you know, in a sense. So you'd be doing yeah. it like at, while you study, you put your hand just like how they do with the nurses, I think, or something, you know, and. Mm-hmm. I have a friend, you know, I worked in garages, like, you know, just regular shops and stuff. I didn't like it, you know. It, it's, I didn't just, I didn't fall in love with the with the shop, you know, like a regular shop. It, too dirty, stuff like this, you know. I, I didn't. Okay, was this still in Jordan? Was supposed to be done. Yes, was this, this, I was 17 yeah, was years old. Yeah. Okay. Then I have a friend works, uh, he used to work for a Jaguar dealer, like he paints you know, do the body work for them. So one day I went with them to take a car back to them or something. So I, I, as soon as I walked in the dealer, I fell in love with it. You know, you know, a dealer is going to be more of like organized, more clean, you know, it's, it's a nice work environment. So I fell in love with it. And I told him, Hey man, please give me a job over here. You know? So he went talk right. to the manager, his friend, and he asked him, he's like, you know, this kid is good, and he he, he loves to work on cars, and he won an opportunity. He said, uh, 
and sorry, it's like I don't have no spots for any mechanics or whatever. I only have a spot for somebody to wash cars, you know, that's open. So he came and told me, like, nah, there's no spot. They just have I said, man, who told I, I wash cars. I don't care. Just put my, you know, I want to put my foot in, you know. So we went to the manager and talked to him, and he asked me, like, would you wash cars? I said, yeah, I would wash the dishes at your house, too, if you want, if you let me in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he stopped laughing and he's like, kid, you know, it's like, I, I like, I like how you think about stuff. I said, all I need is just, you put me in here, yeah. I'll prove myself, you know? And he's like, okay. And he's like, you know, it's not a lot of money, uh, you know, as a salary or whatever. I, I remember it was like $140 a month, you know? And wow. it's, it's like nothing. Yeah, over there, you know, the money is different. So labor is cheap in, in a sense, you know, over there. And I was like, I don't care. I, you don't have to pay me. I just want to learn, you know. So I got in there. I started, like, you know, washing cars and stuff and detailed cars, you know, for the showroom and stuff. And I got to the point where, like, I just go wash everything they want me to do, you know, clean all those cars, like, as, as fast as I can. Then I go inside the shop and help the mechanics, you know. I wasn't that nosy kid, you know what I'm saying, because I, don't, I didn't want, like, you know, uh, get on their nerves or whatever. So I was, like, so quiet. I don't say nothing. I just watch them. And with the, with the days, with the experience, I start knowing, like, okay, he's going to need a, a wrench 13 or or this socket or something. So before he asks for it or he look for it, I'll be having it ready for him, you know. So got where the mechanics is like, you know, they like me. I don't talk much to them and stuff. Like I don't ask them, hey, what you doing, you know, why you doing this. I just watch what they're doing. And he's like, you know, and I was just start helping them, you know, I go make them a cup of coffee or something, you know. And they got to the point where the mechanics start teaching me. You know, without even me asking, it'd be like, come here. This is being done because of this. When this uh, leaks from here, that's the problem. When this is, you know, so they start giving me the advices without me asking, you know, because they knew I wanted to learn, but I didn't want to be nosy, you know. And mm -hmm. three months later, I was like, you know, I was start like, you know, working like I, I got my, I got involved right away. Like I start working, helping the mechanics and stuff. Three months, I think, or three months later or something, they wanted uh, a new mechanic. So the mechanics actually in the shop hired me, not the manager. You know, what happened? They went to the manager and they told them, hey, this is stupid. I mean, why are you going to go look for a mechanic while well, we have one? Just go find you somebody to wash the cars and Joe will be working with them. He said, okay, y'all think wow. he's good? They, they said, yeah, he's good. And three months later, I proved myself there. And they gave me my tools and my lift and stuff. And I was, like, doing, like, some great work. You know, it's like I love what I do. Whatever I do, I, I do it, like, you know, from my heart. If it's something I don't like, if you tell me come paint this house, I would run away. I hate it. I, I'm not going to do it. So whatever I do, I always do it with love, you know. So. I like to be the best at anything. And so, so how did you get from Jordan? Dealer. Okay. That's what I was going to come to. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was working at Jaguar dealer first year. 
uh, second year, and I got to the point where, okay, I need to I need to go on the trainings. You know, like when they go on trainings, the trainer is from UK and they only speak English. You know, so I, I've never was qualified to go to any training because I don't speak English. I don't know no English at all. So I was like, one day they have a training that happened in our dealership in Jordan. So everybody from that region have came to Jordan for that training. So that was my first time to be in the training room. You know, even if I didn't know what's going on, I, I didn't know what they're saying, but I was there. You know, I had one one of the other mechanics with me. He was kind of translate to me what 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 he's talking about. And actually, the trainer when he saw me, he was like, uh, he thought I was somebody kid. You know, well, I was like 17, 17 and a half. So, yeah, I wasn't even 18. But, you know, overseas, back then, it was like the legal time to work, like the, the age was 16. But I was like, he was thinking, because, you know, in the U.K. and U.S., you know, the full-time jobs or whatever used to require, like 18 years old or something. So uh, I was like, uh, no, I'm, I work here. He said, how you work here? You know, the other guy was translating to him, like, yeah, you've been working here for uh, almost nine months. So I fell in love with this. Now I want to learn English, you know. Now I'm like, you know, I have to move forward. If I want to, like, do a lot in this uh, in this business, I have to learn the English. Because without it, I won't be moving nowhere. Because, you know, every paper you get, every diagram you get, every, you know, it's in English. So I, I can't, you know. I can't finish the job by myself without, you know, relying on somebody else. So I have one of my friends that works with us, and uh, he had, like, you know, his uh, profession at the uh, university was English. Like, he, he studied English, and he was working with us on the warranty uh, department. So I had, like, uh, asked him questions and stuff, and and he's like telling me like you know what you can learn and he, he used to actually tell me it's hard or whatever because you know i was like okay so one day i was walking downtown and i found a book you know how they be selling books and stuff and it was like learn english without a teacher so i bought the book and that was my job after i get off work i go home i get in my room i close the door and do i don't do nothing but read that book you know from like because it was like written in Arabic, in English, and in uh, Arabic. But when you read it, you read it in, in English. You know what I'm saying? It's just wrote in Arabic, but when you say the words, it, it come out in English. So yeah. I was reading the whole thing, you know, learning, you know, the basics and the stuff of English, you know, grammars and stuff. And I was like, this is easy. You know, I learned the whole book in, in less than a week. You know, I just, like, had the whole – I have, like, good memory, you know. And I had mm -hmm. the whole book, like, capped in a one week, less than a week. So I went, like, you know, back to my friend. I was talking to him. I was like, you know, now I know he, she – I know all those words now. You know, I know – I can, like, start a conversation, but I need words. I don't know meaning, you know. Yeah. So I told him, you know what, I might just buy a dictionary and, and like, you know, stop, like, translate words. He said, that's not going to work. 
English or language in general is something you have to practice. It's something you have to do every day for because you will forget. I said, okay, that's that's a, that's a good one. Well, where the hell I'm going to talk to English to? Like to my mom. My mom don't know English. How, who I'm going to talk to? You know. So he started laughing. He said, no, I tell you what, you can't go online and chat with people. You know. I was like, okay, online. That's that's a good thing. So I went like, you know, I didn't even have uh, internet at my house, you know, internet back then wasn't like, it was, was like 2004 or 2003, I think. So internet wasn't in every house, you know, remember, I think it used to be dialogue and stuff back then over there. Yeah. And I started going to the internet cafe because they have better connection and all that stuff. And so when I went there, I found out most of my friends or most of the people that I grew up with, you know, because like I start working in a different city, so I'm kind of to myself. I just go to my work, come back. I don't have time even to hang out with nobody. So I just found out all of them is there. What y'all doing here? They like you know, uh, chatting or whatever, doing you know. They like trying to, you know how it is. Like if you get married to somebody from America, you know, Europe or whatever that'd give you a chance, like, you know, to go live there, right? So mm -hmm. a lot of people, like, would love, would like to come to America or, you know, to go to Europe somewhere, you know, have a better life. Yeah. I have never thought about that, you know. I have never even, like, that, that idea didn't even cross my, my mind, like, going, you know, somewhere else. I didn't care. All I cared about, I won't learn English, you know. So I used to sit down. I made me an account. I had one of my friends made me. Uh, what was it? Yahoo or something back in the days? It was like there was the chat rooms and stuff. So start talking to people. I don't care if it was a guy, girl, whatever. I'm, I'm ready. I mean, but it was so weird. Like when I start talking to guys, they block me. You know, <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? You know, why they don't want to talk to me? You know, and I, I did. I mean, I didn't know. It just like. That's what, how it was going is just like whoever on the chain, like if it's a guy, he want to talk to a girl, you know what I'm saying? They were trying to get to know somebody. Yeah. But for me, I wasn't like worried about that. I wouldn't talk to anybody, you know? And uh, I started like, you know, chatting with anybody, like, you know, using dictionary on the computer, everything that they write me, I was copying it and pasting it in a dictionary and, and see what they said. Then I would have to translate what I want to say from Arabic to English, then I say it to them. And like day by day, I start like less using the dictionary. Like, you know, I don't use it much. I was like using it for everything you send me, you know? It was like, I don't know nothing. So it, it went to where like, I don't even have to use it no more. It within, within like short time, it wasn't long. Like it was like six, seven months. And I was like, good. Like, you know, I just like, I, I, I learned how to write read all that stuff I have a lot of meanings i know how to start a conversation and stuff and uh but i don't know how to speak you know it, it was still that it was like you know it's harder when you write for me it was a lot easier because i can't think about what i want to say and i can't take as much like you know as much time i want but when it comes to speaking i was like you know stuttering and i can't like you know trying to put the words in my head and translate it it was a little bit harder. So it got like to 2006 
And I was like, what I was doing, actually, you know, back in the days, it was like, you know, it's easy to hack emails and stuff, you know. Uh, so I was t- doing it for fun. You know, I was hacking, mm-hmm. like, you know, I get online, I see, like, this girl, and I will, like, you know, go, like, send her a picture. And if she click on that picture, it, I would receive an email with her password to that email, you know. I don't even remember oh. how it was done, but that's, yeah. And I used to get the password and uh, the payback. If For me to give you your password back, you have to call me. You see what I'm saying? So I get to talk and, and speak English, you know. It's like, I, I mean, I, like uh, sometimes, like, I feel an email, you know, I get the password, and I was like, where are you from? Uh, from China. Oh, my God. Here you go. This is your password. I don't want to learn Chinese, you know. You know, it's like, but, I mean, I, all I wanted is somebody that speaks English. And if they speak in English, like, you know, uh, I get, like, you know, I give them the email. Back. Like, one time a girl that was from California, and I have done the same thing. I told her, you want your email back? Because I was like, you know, uh, what I do, just take the password, change it, and log in with her account. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now I'm mm-hmm. in the chat room in her name. You know what I'm saying? She, so, like, she used a different email or whatever and start talking to me. Like, how did you take this? This is my email and stuff like that. I was like, okay, you want it back? Call me. This is my phone number, you know? So this girl wow. had called me, and she was like, uh, where are you from? And we start speaking and stuff, and she wasn't mad at all. She said, look, I don't care about the email. You can't have it, you know? Yeah. But I want you to teach me how did you do it. I said, why? She said, no, I wasn't like, I think uh, – her fiance or something is cheating on her or something like that, and she want to see who he's talking to and stuff. So I said, okay, uh, let me send him an email, and if he click on that picture, we got his password. So that what happened, and we got the password, and I gave it to her, you know, and she's like, uh, she I don't know what she found, and, and she found <laughs> something there. Yeah, she found something there, and she's like, uh, Oh, thank you very much. I would never knew. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay. Uh, then come to find out, how about this girl was born and kind of raised in Jordan? Uh, that's I crazy. was like, are you serious? So she speak <laughs> Arabic and speak English, you know? I was like, you the one I've been looking for. You know, you're going to be the help <laughs> for me. And I told her, like, what I'm trying to do, you know? And, uh, and she was calling me every day. Like, she called me. At six o'clock in the morning, she wakes me up to go to work, right? <laughs> and I'll be on the phone with her since I get up till I go to work, till I get to work. You know what I'm saying? It's about an hour for me to get to work. So she calls me every day, and we've been talking like stuff. And I got like, you know, I, I start getting better because you have somebody can teach you and tell you, it's like, this is how you say this, this is how you ask, this is how you do this. And she, like, you know, used to call me, like, in English all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, yeah. good. I mean, and then after that, she was like, okay, we, we swapped kind of. We quit talking about, like, I think, like, you know, start speaking Arabic and a lot and stuff. And I was like, you know, uh, 
that's it. You know, that's the meat. So I would like went to the next. You know, it's like that's enough of this because now we start talking to Arab, like in Arabic all the time. I'm not going to learn nothing, you know. Right. So when I put a goal for myself, I'm right behind it. You know, it don't matter. I'm not going to change my mind. So I went and started talking to another girl uh, in North Carolina. She lives in North Carolina. Yeah. That was in 2007. Uh, 2007, yeah, like June or something, 2007. We start choking and stuff, and, you know, we fell in love and all that stuff online, you know. And, and I, I didn't know better. Anyway, I was like... <laughs> You know, somebody talking to, and she's like, you know, I'm going to come down to Jordan uh, to meet you. Like, you know, I was like, okay, cool, whatever. I mean, I didn't believe her, to be honest with you. So I was like, okay. And she's like, one time she, like, you know, two months or three months later, it was quick. She's like, you know, I booked my ticket. I'm coming this, 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 that. I was like, this, this girl is crazy, you know. I mean, who the hell going to come from America to Jordan? just to meet somebody, you know, this, this yeah. not, it's unreal, you know? And she's like, I booked the ticket and the stuff, and she went to the airport. As far as I know, she went to the airport, right? And two hours later or three hours later, she called me back. Like, you know, she's like, oh, I booked my ticket one way, and they won't let me on the airplane because I don't live in Germany. Because, you know, if you go to visit somewhere, you're going to have to have a, like, you know, a round trip ticket. Right, exactly. You, know, mm -hmm. you can't just have, uh, yeah, you yeah. have to be a resident or something in that country to book one way ticket. Yeah. So, Joe, so in my it. head, I was like, she's, yeah, she's lying. You know, in my head, I was like, she's lying. She's, you know, that, that's, that's not true, whatever. But I was like, you know, I kept going with it. And she said, I'm coming uh, December 31st, 2007. That's, I was like, this is another big lie. Who the hell would leave on the new year, you know, to be here? You know, it, it doesn't make no sense, right? You want to spend the new year with your family. So I don't yeah. know I was that special for her, and she did. And she came to Jordan. It was like uh, December 31st when I, I was like, I went to the airport. I didn't tell nobody because I didn't want to be like uh, a joke in a sense, you know? I don't want everybody mm -hmm. to be like, oh, she lied to you or whatever, you know. So I didn't tell nobody that she's coming or whatever. I said, like, if she, if she never comes, it's okay. Nobody knows. So it's not a big deal. And if she comes, hey, she, there she is, you know. And I went to the airport, and, and that's her. I was like, really? And we got like, you know, we went home and stuff. Then we got married over there. And she came back here, and she done uh, some paperwork for me or whatever to come live here. And here I am. Uh, a year and a half later, well, I, I came over here, 2009, uh, 2009 yeah. Well, I see uh, in 2019, you had your first uh, big score. Uh, you got second at the <clears throat> Run Good Poker Series for 34K. Mm -hmm. What was that like, getting uh, your first big five-digit score. That's a nice leg, 35 grand. Oh, that was... Uh, I, I don't know how to explain it. That was something planned, to be honest with you. That's something God have done, not me. Well, <laughs> that tournament, I went there, played, lost my ass off on blackjack and something that I shouldn't be doing, you know? And I actually was kind of broke 
you know, in a sense. I had my own business, but I wasn't doing good on nothing, you know. So I was, I was like, okay. So I was like walking out. I, I fired like two bullets or three bullets in that tournament. And besides what I lost in the uh, blackjack and stuff. So you put it in a sense, I gambled my light bill. You know what I'm saying? I, I gambled everything. I don't have no money on me. So I was like, it's time to go home. So I walked to the car and I'm just, I'm leaving. And I remembered, look, like, you know, that's, that's when you know somebody is a gambler. I remember that one of my credit cards that I can't get a thousand dollar cash advance on, you know, so I don't mm-hmm. have no debit card that have money in it, you know. It's only this card is a credit card discover, I think. And I went back inside and put in the ATM machine, and I did a cash advance for $1,000, and he gave it to me. I was like, okay. I I went back, and it was like last-minute thing. So I rebought, you know, uh, in the tournament and played. I was short-stacked. I can't tell you mm-hmm. since I bought it in. Till the final table. I was just short stack. I wasn't like playing nothing. It's like uh, just waiting for good spots and stuff. And, and we got to four people, I think, or five people. And I had I had a lot of chips on the final table. That's what happened. Like you know, I got loose on the final table. I couldn't even believe that I got to this point. I was looking at the payout for the spot number nine. It was like four or five thousand dollars. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get everything I lost plus something, you know, so at least I'm, I'm getting something back. <laughs> so I was so happy. And, and the first hand was on the final table. I have pocket eight. And the button opened, and I just went all in, you know. Big blind folded, and he called, snap called me. He had ace king, but my ace had held up. And I doubled up, and the very next hand, the same like the same guy I was on the button. The same guy have opened. I looked at I have Ace King. I went all in. Everybody folded. He called me. He had pocket eights, and I, I flopped an ace, I think, or a king, you know. And it was like from that point, I was the chip leader. You know, I doubled yeah. from him twice, and. We got to five people, four people, whatever, and they was like, you know, let's chop and this. I didn't even know that you can't do that. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll chop. I mean, I was like, as long as I take the trophy, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm happy. They said, here, can you take the trophy? Actually, like, you know, I was like first, but they did something. The uh, guy was like, you know, about taxes or something. So uh, he got like a little slight more than me, you know. Me and him kind of was equal in chips. But they on on the hand and mob they put him first, you know. But the deal was I was first because I took the trophy. I still have the trophy, you know. So that was something else for me. That was something else. And the next big lick was uh, the 1700 No Limit main event with uh, the cast of characters at that final table. One Wild Bill Phillips. Steve Beer, yeah, oh, Tom yeah. Percent, man, Dustin Stewart, dang, oh, uh, yeah, I remember that. That, that was that's, that's right. a tournament right there. Uh, almost cried. I mean, what happened is like, I don't know how I got on the final table. I promise you, 
I don't even know how I did it. You know, it was it was crazy. I mean, some sometimes stuff come to you. You know, I, I don't I can't tell you how many like spots I got myself into, and I was thinking that I was bluffing, and I had the best hand the whole time. You know, it was like crazy. You know, it's like I'm holding Ace King, I'm betting, and he's calling, betting, he's calling like. And then on showdown, I didn't even flop an ace or a king or anything, right? And we table ace king, ace queen. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, there's something else to do besides hitting the the board that you can win, you know? And, and, And I had a hand, like, when we was three tables or four tables, three tables. It was a huge hand. That's how I got, like, uh, a lot of chips. It was, like, almost up. If I'm not mistaken, it was eight-way, like eight-way, like the family pop. You know, the guy, I was on the big blind. Yeah, I was on the big blind. Guy under the gun limped. And the blind, I think, was like 100,000 or 80,000, something like this. It's huge, you know. And I was like, okay, I I mean, everybody limped. So it came to me. I'm looking. I have eight, six diamonds. So I was like, uh, check, you know. So the flop comes six, six, eight. So I check, you know, small blind check. I check the guy that uh, limped went all in. You know, was this Darren? Like, I think he went was all this... in. No, uh, it's it's like an Asian dude looking. An Asian dude. I don't know uh, what's his name. Uh, he was having a suit on, and, and that's what I remember. Well, he. I okay. think he went all in, or he bet. I think he bet. Uh, and got like four or five callers, you know. So I looked, I mean, I flopped three sixes. So I raised, you know, I, I didn't raise much. I raised like, you know, I didn't even know that I have to raise a lot in that spot, but I didn't. Actually, I raised like, uh, I think, whatever he did, I doubled it, like mid-raised it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know that so so wrong right there, you know, in that spot. But he went all in. You know, and I think like Steve was like tanked forever. He wanted to call and he folded and everybody folded. So it came back to me. He had like a lot of chips, right? So I snap called him and he had aces. So I was so happy in a sense, like I, I was like, he's drawing dead because I got, I got the other ace, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, I held in that hand, and I had, like, out of nowhere, I have a lot of chips. Then uh, I sucked out on, what's his name? Uh, the guy that was Darren. Uh, on the final. Was it Darren? Yeah, on the final table. No, the guy was with me on the final table, uh, heads up at the XPT. Uh, damn, I forgot his name. Uh on the HPT final table, he was like the me and him was heads up. Uh, oh, Jaren, Jaren, I think Jaren, right? Jaren. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, that's what I said. Jaren. Jaren. Yeah. Jaren. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I, didn't yeah. hear. Uh, I had like he had aces. I had jack eight, club, flop come uh, eight nine, seven something. So. I, I checked. He bet. I raised. He went all in, and I caught snap called. I snap called like I have 
flopped a straight or something, you know. I don't even have about an eight, <laughs> one club on the board. And I think I was down to a gut shot or something, you know. I, I, was, I don't know if right. I misread my hand like I had the open ender. And I didn't, and it come runner, runner, flush, you know. Oh. Actually, it was runner, runner, flush, and I made the straight. It flush and the straight, yeah. you know, and I, I busted him. And it, it, I was like, have like almost three million, you know. So we went to the final table, me and Doug. Well, I remember that. Like, Let me interject just a second. I remember that hand mm-hmm. because I think we were down about three or four tables. I wasn't on your table. I, I didn't play with you till the final table, but – um. Mm-hmm. I think everybody came over to the table when you hit that card. Right. It's like everybody in the mm-hmm. room knew that uh, mm-hmm. Jaron had gotten uh, <laughs> yeah. run down. It was it a was, pretty memorable hand. You know? I, I felt so bad, to be honest with you. I was like, I'm sorry. Because uh, I was like, I was like, at the beginning, I was like, I'm sorry. Then he started like, you know, didn't like it. How do you do this and this? And I, and I hate somebody tell me what to do. You know what I'm saying? I was like, man, look, this is my chips. I do whatever I want to do with it. You busted. Mm-hmm. I have the chips. I got kind of not ugly. I got ugly in, in a respective way. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. why, why you got to, I mean, you lost a hand. We all lose, you know? And yeah. I was like, you know, so happy to get this much chips. I mean, I know it's thing. Like, you know, when you get your aces are cracked, Right now, I would look at it this way. I was like, that's what you want to happen, but you want you don't want the result. No? I mean, it happens. I mean, I, I, get, I get sucked out on right now. I'll be like, hell, I, I'm, I'm paying back. I, I think I paid back more than what I sucked out on people, you know? But, I mean, yeah. if you're a good player, you're going to get that. I mean, that, that's going to happen. I mean, I mean, I make fun. Even I make fun of the, like you know the hands that I get sucked out on. I was telling Trace and Justin the other day, uh, not this uh, last uh, tournament here in Philly, the one before. I was like, how do you get sucked out on the the, the you know the 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 shitty cards? You know, I'm four betting with nothing, and I get sucked out on. I mean, I get bad beat on 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 shitty cards. How how could that, how is that possible? You know. I was like, I think I had 10-7 a heart, and it was Joe Ebert on my table and a lady, and uh, it was, like, I think it was like open pot. Somebody raised like three bet. I came on top, four bet with 10-7 a heart, right? And a lot of people think like I'm so super lucky, I was like, you know, getting the card. You know, I do get the card sometimes, and I promise you, most of the time I lose. But you know, that's the fun of the game. Uh, and I was like, I four bet that lady that limped called, and the guy opened folded, and the guy three bet folded. Imagine, you know, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, Miss Joe, I think her name is Joe. I like that lady. She's she's so super nice, and I was like. Joe okay. Joe? She's on like, Joe, I think Joe. Her name is Joe. She's an old lady. Uh, I was like, okay, the flop come ten and two hearts. You know, I think it's ten like ten seven three, seven three a heart and a ten of spade or something. So what's more, what more do you ask for, right? I mean that's that's like you know I'm I'm like you know I'm I'm bluffing or I'm doing whatever I'm doing and I flop something, it's huge. I flop top pair with a flush throw, so 
she leaves. She go ahead and bet, you know. So I was like, okay, I'm all in. She snap called me. She had ace jack of heart. I was like, okay, at least I get, you know, I need my tenant to hold. And the turn comes right away at blackjack. I was like, how can you get sucked out on, you know, with, with, without, I don't have cards, you know, I, I shouldn't be sucked out on this spot right here, you know. It, it happens. I mean, I want, like, you know, I want her to call my all in if, if she had that hand, you know, but you don't want the results. So it, it's part of the game. Yeah, so but that New, Orleans, you finish? that New Orleans thing, uh, New Orleans, I finished seventh, man. That that was the change, the turning point of my poker career, to be honest with you. Me and Justin and uh, – I'm sorry, me and Dustin and uh, Trace, we always laugh about it and talk about it, you know. I was like, Dustin, I hate, I hated you. You didn't even know. You didn't even know, <laughs> like, how, how, like, how I was feeling. Phil, I, uh, Bill, I went from New Orleans to Meridian. I swear yeah. I don't remember nothing on that road. I drove oh, that three, three and a half too. hours. I didn't. I don't even remember if I saw anything on that road. You know, I was just driving. I don't remember if I saw a tree, a car. Usually, when you like, you know, be on the road, you remember something on that road. Like it was an eighteen wheeler. There was something. You know, I don't even remember how. I don't know how I got home. You know, I was so pissed. I was like talking to myself the whole way. You know, it's like, what did you do? I wasted like a six-figure payout for the first time in my life, you know, because all I had to do, just go to sleep. Literally, go to sleep. <laughs> I'll finish third, if not second. You know, just, just don't play a hand, and I would have finished third or, or second, you know. Because me mm -hmm. and, and uh, Dustin have like, he had, I had 3.2 million, he had like 3.3. It wasn't much, you know, difference. And I got involved in that hand with him. That two hands before, that got cocky. You know, that's why I said it changed the whole thing about my uh, poker career. I got cocky that the two hands before the hand, I got aces back to back. Right? So I looked, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm unbeatable now. You know, I mean, it's, it's just working. It's nothing that can beat me. So I get aces. I didn't get paid. Everybody folded. I get aces again the very next hand, and I look like, you know, I opened, uh, I actually limped with it. I limped, and the big blind just checked, flop come nothing, I bet one blind, and he folded. So I didn't get nothing out of it. And <laughs> the very third, the third hand, the very next hand, I get ace queen of hearts on the button, I think, or something, or like down the button. I think you, Bill was on the button, you wasn't you or something? And I think I so. Opened, I think so. Yeah, because Dustin, Dustin was the big blind, right? And right, I so. opened. Everybody folded. It go to Dustin. He re-raised three bet. My like, I I got cocky, you know. And how the hell you re-raised me, you know? So <laughs> I came on top. I re-raised the game, right? And yeah. he go all in. And how 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 long Bill took me to call? Less than mill of a second, like before he yep. say all in, I was in the pot with him. I mean, it's like I didn't even think. Yep. I was like blinded. I was like cocky, you know. It's like, hey, nobody can beat me, you know. Then he put them aces. I was like, 
No, you did. I mean, because I wasn't thinking about the ICM. I didn't know nothing about ICM. To be honest with you, uh, I was like, man, give me a flush, give me something. Now, now I went down to the amateur mindset. You know, now I want to. You know, I want a miracle to happen. Uh, where I yeah. should have, like, you know, avoided all that and and got like second or third in that tournament or first, you know, but I, I wasted it. I sure did. But it changed. I mean, I like it because even even uh, Dustin, Trace, and MB, like, man, don't be mad about that hand. That hand actually made you. Because after that, most of all the final table I got on, I won it. You know, I won the tournament. Five years yeah. to the final yeah. table, it's over. So, you know? so, so, so I, it changed, one, actually, the way I look at it. The next one looks like, of course, you won Poker Girl. Then you won a ring in Biloxi. At a table of savages, too. Easton Ormond came second. Uh, Gavin Monroe, fifth. Sheet Metal Phil, sixth. Mm -hmm. uh, Joe Abear, eighth. Uh, mm -hmm. man, you, you just had a really killer run there in 2019. Yeah. Yeah, it, I watched it was you a at a year. Yeah, I remember at the Poker Grove main event. Um, when you won that, and of course you had won the the player of the year award, and then you kind of like verified that that you deserved right. it Damn. by winning Poker yeah. Grah, which which yeah, Joey Bear did last time. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, but like if I was like, look, I was just joking with Joe the other day, and like, uh, you know, y'all chopped it. I didn't, <laughs> you know. Actually, I got to where it's like Dustin, he just don't want to play no more. You know what I'm saying? I Like, I don't have mm -hmm. no, no, like, you know, I don't have no problem to beat you. I wanted to. And he's like, no, don't worry about it. Uh, uh, you remember, Bill, like, when we chopped it, me and uh, uh, Dustin, I didn't even give him money, you know? Like, we didn't, I, I took the first place money. So, and it sounds like I think, like, gave him 2000 or something. So, uh Mm -hmm. uh, day two, actually, me and Dustin have swapped 5%. Dustin had yeah. reached out to me, like, you know, hey, you want to swap 5%? I said, why? He said, because he said, I know you're going to win it. I said, what you mean? He said, yeah, I know you're going to win it, so you want to swap 5%? I said, yeah. I mean, I, that was the first time I ever swapped 5%. I didn't even know what, what, what I'm doing, you know. swap. <laughs> I was like, what you mean swap 5%? He said... <laughs> Five percent. If you win, whatever money you win, you give me five percent of it, and whatever money I win, I give you five percent of it. I said, "Oh, okay, I will do it. Let's do it." That's fair. And yeah, I was like, actually, on that final table, if you remember, Bill, I busted everybody on that table from like when we got ten-handed. Everybody got busted to third place. I busted them. It was yep. me like, that like got them out. I got out uh, Mikey. I got out, uh, uh, I mean, a couple of two, three old people. I didn't know them. There's another nice guy, too. I busted him. He had queens, actually. I had king seven. But the, the chips <laughs> was, like, the difference I have, I have, like, 90% of the chips in place, you know. And he was like, you know what? Okay, Joe, it's my turn. Go ahead and bust me. So he went all in, I think, three, four big blinds. So I was like, okay. Uh, I call. You call it for yourself then. I had King Seven Club and the King first card to come on, like, you know, in the window. I was like, hey, you asked for it. 
You know, you didn't say double me up. You said bust me. So you got what you asked for. And he was laughing. <laughs> it was definitely and your deck. Then, right, it was. I mean, it was like some, I mean, I was like on the age of busting like twice. One of them actually, Dustin almost busted me. And John, guy named John, I don't know his uh, last name. Uh, he's a nice guy too. Uh, I went all in with five four. You know, I was I think right behind the button or something. So I was short, you know. It was like two final like two like the last final two tables and I was just like I got frustrated or something. I lost a hand or whatever and I got frustrated and I just like went all in with five four. Off suit I believe it was, you know. He tanked in the big blind for a while and he called me with uh eight nine. You know, and I flopped five and I turned a four and river to five or four or something. You know, <laughs> it was like, wow. You know, it was like, I was like just going all in. I just want everybody to pull. I wanted to pick up like, you know, you know, those blinds and that's it. And it worked. Then after that, I went all in with Ace Jack on Dustin Kings. He had Kings. I went all in. He called in the small blind. And I was like, okay, hell, yeah, I'm going to bust 16th or something. So I flopped the ace and turned the jack, you know, and I, I won that hand too. Then I, like, went to the final table, like, with a lot of chips already, you know. And so no wonder Justin wanted to trade like, 5% with me. Yeah. And he was <laughs> like, man, I was like, you trying to bust me? You know, you crazy. And he went to the final table because that, from that hand, he got crippled because he, he didn't have much chips. I mean, he, he stuck around for, for a while. He was like, you know, if it wasn't for you, you busting everybody, I would be busted too, you know, because I was like so aggressive and he was right to my left. He said, you, you capped me. I couldn't play a hand, you know. Yeah. He couldn't play a hand because every hand they play, I raised. And there was one hand that I remember – it was so like so nice, like in a way. I, I felt so good that I made the the play. I had pocket deuces, and an uh, old man was in C two, I think C two, and he was like he raised, and I called flop come like three diamonds, right, and he bet. I called turns uh, turns uh, another card, but it wasn't diamond. Or no, actually it was a diamond, the fourth diamond on the turn. So he checked, I bet he just called, right? So I was like, okay, why he just called? Like, you know, he know I'm so aggressive and he's short. You know what I'm saying? So even if he go all in over here right now, I still call him, you know, or, or like, you know, and he was like, he checked, I like checked. And the river come nothing like, you know, a three, I think it's black card. And he shoved, I, I snap called him with the deuce, a diamond, right? He didn't even <laughs> have nothing. He didn't have wow. nothing, not a pair. Yeah, my deuces was like had him beat, you know. It was like uh, that was a, uh, a good call or something. I was like. And you got me worried. I mean, I couldn't even know where to put you. I mean, it, it was so weird. I mean, the, the way you played the hand was so weird, you know. He's a very aggressive. You know, old people are very aggressive. That's my the, – the, the people I try to avoid, to be honest with you. Because if they have something, they don't care about what your theory is and what you're thinking about. And 
what you're trying to put them on or what you're trying to send them a message that you have this hand or trying to represent something, they don't care. You know, so I try to avoid them as much as, as I can because I'm, uh, they busted me more than anybody else, you know. Yeah. Uh, but that hand was, like, super nice. I mean, even everybody on the table was like, how do you make that call? I was like, I don't know. I mean, I went to, with my gut. You know, I, I like, you know, I used to listen to myself a lot. Like, you know, my first instant, like, you know, if I feel you weak, it's not nothing. You gave me information in the sense where it was more of a feeling, you know, and I was like, you know, feeling like, you know, uh, Instincts. yeah, exactly. It's like, I, I just, I just like something weird about you. That's how I was putting it in my head. Like, you know, he's doing something not right. And actually, one time I played with, with you, Bill, uh, in Biloxi, the IP. And me and you was in the pot, and I was, like, betting all the way, like, like I was, like, bluffing, actually. I flopped a small <laughs> pair, like, seven. I think I had eight, seven. I flopped a seven, and I just went with it the whole time. Like, you know, I'm, I'm in, like, it was eight, seven something. Bill, I'm sure you had an ace. He folded. A good fold on the river, but he said you you never like you can't have it all the time. That's what you said, and I showed you two pair. I, I river the eight. You were yeah. like, oh my god, and you folded the ace or something. You told me I folded the ace. You know, I was like, I don't know. Bill was like, I don't know what you have. I mean, you bet like you know, you called the raise pre flop, then you called my bet or I raised your bet on the flop or something, and I kept gunning the whole pot. You know. And he was like, yeah. I, I don't even know where you at, you know. So I'm I'm opposed my ace. And he said, and Bill was like, Hey, Joe, I know you're a good player, but you can't have it every time now. And then I showed him, like, you know, I was like, hey, Here you go, I had it, you know. Uh, He's like, uh, It was it was like fun back then. It's it's different now. Now it's different though. Yeah. Well, Joe, uh, I've heard you, you know, talk about traits and. Uh, Dustin mm -hmm. and some other folks. Uh, besides those two, who are you? Who do you think are the, the pretty much the toughest players on the Gulf Coast that you've run into in the past three or four years? The toughest to me is Dan. Dan, Dan, Dan Lowry. Lowry. Yeah. He, he, oh yeah, I, I love that dude. I mean, I love to be on the table with him. A matter of fact, I love to be on the table with him, not to play against him, just to watch him. To be honest with you, learn a lot. He, huh? he, he's something else, right? Me and him play kind of the same style, like or I can't see me and him. Him and me, you know, it's like he, he come first. Uh, I play in in a sense his style. You know, I play any two cards. I don't care. You know, I can't navigate. You know, a lot of stuff. I can't play any two cards. But I, I love the way he plays. Like, you know, I, like when I get on the table and he's on the table, uh, I put myself, like, on a break for a second. You know, I just like to watch yeah. and see, you know, what he do. You know, and, yeah, of course, I, lear I learned a lot from him, to be honest <laughs> with you. I did. Because, I mean, I, it, well, he was the only one, in a sense, that plays the style that I like to play. You know, you cannot – you never can put Dan on the hand. I don't care who you are. You never can say that have aces or deuces. You know, you can't. Right. Because he played all right. the hands in the same thing. Like, you know, same way. One time, 
Dan had me nervous when I had the aces. <laughs> you know, I, I got nervous. You know, I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? You know, it's like I have to go all in like 100 big blinds, you know, pre-flop. Well, I don't want to play like post-flop with them. It, you know, I'd rather play post-flop with them with that card, but I don't want to play uh, post-flop with them uh, with cards. You know, I don't want to because now I have – I would downgrade my chances of winning the hand because he could have been playing any two cards in the day. Yeah, I mean, that's how I cracked a lot of aces, you know. It's because I know exactly what you have. And some, some people are very easy to tell. I, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, good, I'm good at reading that kind of situation. I watch everything be going on on the table, and I be putting people like, hey, okay, this guy don't play nothing but premiums. This guy mix it up, you know, so kind of watch out because he might bluff and he might, like, not, you know, but – it's easy to spot the people that don't play nothing but the nuts. That's that's very easy to play against, yeah. you know, to me. Yeah, right. But yeah, I mean, like Trace, Trace. I love. I mean, I love the way uh, Trace play hand. Me and Trace talk a lot. Trace be you know trying to teach me a lot of fundamental stuff, you know. And we never kind of get the chance to do it. Even we and him travels a lot. We always travel together. When we go to Vegas, like when he got the. Uh, Fifth on the World Poker Tour, I had put them all in the tournament. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. that was that was the biggest score for me, and I wasn't playing. <laughs> it's crazy. It was. Are Actually, you going to Vegas? Was. That was my. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm going to Vegas on June seventeenth. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and, uh, yeah. I'm. I, I picked three tournaments that I'm going to play. I cannot. I, I can't go like you know in the way for me. I can't go the whole time. I got a lot of work, and I just, like, you know, remodel at my shop, and uh, I have, like, a little situation here, and just, like, you know, my business come first all the time, you know. Uh, but it's, like, I was, like, you know, uh, Trace Trace is a great player. I mean, besides, besides that, I love him. You know, this, he's, he's, like, my brother, but he, he is a great player. Good deal. And I'm mad at him. He busted me one time <laughs> in, uh, in the triple bagger, the, the opener. It was like two people away from bust, like, you know, bagging. And I had like 60K or something. And I was like, it was, I was on a small blind in seat eight. And Willie, the, the, uh, the Brazilian guy, he was on the big blind. So I know Willie, how Willie plays. Willie don't play nothing unless he's the nuts. You know, so I was like, okay, I can't just shove on Willie here and win the blind. And he had a lot of chips, so he don't have no reason of, like, calling me without nothing, you know. And I didn't see that Trace, he was in seat one. You know, if you look at the position, the dealer is in between us. So the dealer hand is, like, over uh, the dealer arm and hand is over Trace, chips, and his cards. So I'm, I'm thinking there's nobody in the hand but me and Willie, right? I didn't see Trace open. So I was like, all in. So Will, like, mm. you know, thought about it for a minute, then he folded. So I was like, I'll throw my cards. You know, I'll throw my cards because he folded, right? That I was like thinking it's, it's done. And the deal was like, no, no, wait, wait, wait. There's somebody else in the hand. And I looked and it's Trace. I was like, oh, my God, I'm out of here. You know, I know because I know, like, Trace, 
is not opening under the gun at that like time of the tournament. Like, you know, we about to bag with nothing, you know? So I was like, in my, in my, like, in my, like, my brand, like, trace fold, please fold. Fold, asshole, he cold. I, I was like doubled him up like, like five hands before. And I was like, damn it, man, you just have to bust me. He said, yeah, for you to learn and listen. I said, okay. <laughs> you know, he's, he, he, he's in the sense, he was like saying, you lying. You knew I was in the hand. I said, I swear I didn't know you in the hand. He was thinking I knew that he was in the hand. I was like, no, I didn't. And me and him and Dustin was talking about it for like two days. I was like, you know, he going to bust me in the tournament. He said, no, that's a good thing because you need to learn there's no friends in the tournament. I said, I guess you're right, you know. Uh, when you're playing the poker, there's no friends. We we, can, we play with enemy as long as we're on the table, you know. Right. And, like, I learned I learned a lot from him, Dustin. Uh, I learned a lot from uh, Joey. Uh, Joey, like, Joey, one of my favorites, too. I mean, he's, he's he deserved what he's done. Mike, uh, Mike, Big Mike, I call him. Uh, what's his name? What's his last name? Mike. Uh, Mike? He was on the Monahan? podcast with y'all. Oh yeah, Mike Man, Monahan. He, he's one of my favorites. Yeah, he's one of my favorites too. Uh, we played one time on the day one in the main. Me and him was on the table. We, we were sitting like right next to each other. Man, you, you should have. I mean, whoever was on that table was laughing so hard because I was like, okay, y'all, uh, the north against the south, we gonna kill y'all over here. You know, and it was like so funny. I was like commentating on the hands while they're playing. You know, it's like uh, Mike playing against like somebody on on the other side of the table. I was like, okay, here's the South. Come on, Mike, get them, show them what we're we doing. Yeah, you're right. And, and stuff like that. It was it was hilarious. I mean, but at the end of the day, everybody got lost between me and Mike because if I don't call, he calls. You know, Mike is a very aggressive too. And I mean, if yeah. nobody playing, it's gonna be me and Mike playing nothing, queen five, five seven, stuff like that, and me and him going it like like crazy. That was so fun. I mean, we both bagged big that day. It was like, uh, you know, I like to have fun when I'm playing poker. Poker is a very boring game. You know, it can be like very boring. So it, it better like have fun, and as like playing poker is like. I, I was telling Joey, he was in my shop here the other day uh, after y'all yeah, finished here in the tournament. He came here because I was working on his truck, actually. We put him a lift kit on it and stuff. And he came here, and I was like, me and him talking. I was like, Joey, I don't even know how y'all do it for a living. You know, this game can be so stressful, especially right. if you're going on a, on a loser's streak or something. Exactly. I was like, me, I get, yeah, I was like, I get pissed. You know, I mean, because, you know, especially when you travel, like here in Philadelphia, sometimes it costs you more than you're playing in, in Vegas. Mm. I promise. Isn't that right, Bill? Me and me and Dustin one time, like, fired, like, what, 16 bullets or 13 bullets in, in the first event. That's like yeah, five I mean, you, or something. You can put a lot of money you in know? that first event. I've seen it. Right. A lot of people you do know? that. Right. Well, but, but we make fun of it. Yeah. Well, um, Joe, we want to thank you for coming. We, we're working on over an hour now. We we have about several clients that we uh, clients, players that we've had on. 
that we, we know we got to bring back on. We know there's more to explore here. So um, yeah, I'm sure yeah. you're going to be crushing it in the next, you know, three to four months. I hope so. It's about six months, and uh, we'll get you back on, and we'll continue the conversation. I'll be I'll be glad to be on here with y'all, and uh, I'm like I'm very happy with. I mean, I call it family. That's what Bill knows. Like you know, our tournaments around here, I love it just because. Even if I don't want to play, I I love it. You know, just because I come see all those people, those good people. You know, and it, it's like a family in in a sense. You know, in Philly or in New Orleans or you know around here. That's what I like about it. All of us kind of like you know eat, know each other, and you know, it's it's so fun to be playing around here. Yeah. Agree. It's it's great to root for everybody in this whole region. You know, we have a lot of good, exactly. nice people that exactly. it's great to root for them. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and you're definitely over here, atop the list. Is one of the nice guys uh, for sure. I appreciate it. I mean, uh, the good thing around here is like we we we're not competitive in a sense. You know, you don't see somebody be like, hey, I'm better than this guy. This guy is better than this. And you, I mean, I've never heard it, to be honest with you. That's what I like about it. It's it's not too much of a competitive, like, uh, you know how, like, you know, you go, like, Texas, Florida, they have, they have a war. You go on Twitter, they cussing each other. You know, they, like, you know, you don't know how to play this, that. I mean, we don't have that around here. That's That's so good, you know. Yeah, it's definitely right. more a family atmosphere mm-hmm. than the, a lot of other exactly. regions, that's for sure. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. See, see you guys. Uh, y'all take care and good luck out there, Jim. All right, All right great talk. I appreciate it. Okay, guys. Right, we'll, we'll talk to you guys you. later. All right, see you. All right. All right.